1: Welcome back to the Home Studio Hangout Podcast. It's your boy Drew here with my friend Joshua. Say hello, Josh. Hi. It's been a long time since it's been a long time. Well, it's been two months since we posted an episode. And then it's been even longer since you were on because I did a bunch of interviews without you. Yeah. I think that's correct.
0: Yeah cuz like I went to I went to LA then I went to Georgia then I came back then I went to Detroit then I went to Georgia and I'm
1: moving to Georgia came back. So yeah, let's do life update stuff, Josh. What's uh what's been going on? And I know like you said you've been traveling a lot the last like let's just say year. Yeah, man, every time every time I try to find a
0: reason to not write songs, I find another reason to. <laughs> <laughs> and that's been really annoying because like for those who aren't, like, writers, like, making money as a songwriter is very difficult. Um, Especially in the beginning. Yeah, I found out recently that, like, a lot of EDM features, like, those vocalists, like, they'll write their part, and then they just, like, sell it. And, like, the ones that are good and, like, are, like, working with big artists are, like, selling it for, like, 1000 bucks.
1: I mean, that's and then, smart.
0: Yeah, and then, like, they get, like, a little bit of points or whatever. And it's, like, that's dope you know i mean like say if you're like like um like my one friend he he has a friend who uh who is like really like growing in the edm world and um i won't drop any names but like he only charges like 500 for a feature and like you know he's fortunate enough that he's done it for a while and he's good enough that like he'll have like two songs a week come out so like he's doing okay but he also lives in new york
1: yeah, so he's around that whole scene.
0: Yeah. So it's like technically he's making like four thousand a month plus like a little bit of royalties. Like let's say he's killing it, you know, and he's getting like like, like 10 Yeah, like even if it's ten thousand a month, it's like, okay, that's that's awesome, dude. Like, I mean, I wish I was making ten thousand a month. 120000
1: right dollars a year just doing features, like that's great.
0: Yeah, and it's like that's really not bad at all. But it, at the same time, it feels kind of weird because like he has so many streams under his belt, and it's like that dude deserves more money, you know?
1: Yeah, and, yeah I guess uh, it depends on how big those are hitting, and if he's getting back end on all of those features.
0: Yeah, like we're talking like hundreds of millions of plays and like festivals and stuff like that, and you know, it, it's just like I don't know, man. Like, like that that blew me away because I, I would never, I would never sell a feature for you know, less so points, little. but that's just, I guess that's just how EDM works. Um, I think, it, yeah, I think it might just, just be,
1: maybe it's just their industry. That's just like,
0: yeah. And, and then you look at like pop and it's like even harder, you know, cause it's only points. So like, you have to, you have to make sure that you're writing with like artists who are streaming well in order to make money. And that's points. Like, yeah. Like that's like super, super hard too. Yeah. But like every time, every time I'm like, no, I'm just going to produce and I'm just going to mix like I end up getting hit up to work with another artist that has cool stuff going on. That's and cool. so it's been sick. Um, uh, Like it, it kind of feels like I'm at the point where uh, like things are going to start snowballing for me, which I'm excited for perfect timing with the move to Atlanta and all yeah. that stuff. So.
1: so, yeah, I think that's the big, the big thing is Josh is moving to the South guys. Josh, yeah. is, Josh is coming down South.
0: Yeah, man. Not even a year ago, I said I would never move to the south. Here I am. I love the south. You are back, back again. Hey, to be fair though, like I I grew up in I grew up in uh, Beaver County, Pennsylvania. So uh,
1: basically, the uh, basically,
0: yeah, it's basically like the most desolate areas of like Alabama or Georgia. Like, (laughs) so
1: you're moving to Atlanta. That's like not the same thing.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, we were trying to figure out where we wanted to live, and I feel like I feel like the smart move would be for us to move to los angeles you know with maddie working in uh graphic design and like wanting to move into character design and yeah. she has some interest in animation and stuff like that or modeling i, yeah. I don't think she really yeah. wants to dive yeah. into animation yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it was, a, it was a lot world. but um uh and then you know with me writing pop songs it's like la would be perfect but then it's like the cost of living in la dude Like, I didn't even have to pay rent and I dropped so much money out there in a month. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, I'll move to LA whenever, like, I need to, you know?
1: I was going to say, I only see a lot of people that are, like, more veterans are leaving LA. I'm noticing.
0: Yeah, dude, everybody's leaving LA. And then last year, bro, like, I was talking to Maddie about this. I think moving to Atlanta is such a smart choice right now because everyone's moving to Nashville. And now Nashville is getting super, super expensive. And so Atlanta, on the other hand, they're all coming two hours south. Yeah. It's like, bro, like we're about to be living like almost in the city and we're close to everything and we're in like 20 20 seconds from our uh, apartment or like $5 million houses. And it's literally going to be like the same price as living in the outskirts of Nashville. Heck yeah.
1: And uh, what you're going to find is like, everybody is moving to the Southeast right now. I think it's a huge, there's a huge upswing of people moving to the Southeast, specifically mm -hmm. from the West Coast. Uh, We are getting a huge uptick in Greenville of LA people, uh, San Francisco people, Seattle people who just, they're like, either it's too crowded or I just can't afford to live there anymore. And it just doesn't make sense. And I can work yeah, the exactly. same remote job in Greenville or Atlanta with a much lower cost of living and not. Yeah. And I actually have a today. chance of
0: buying a house. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, that's another thing, bro. It's like, we, we purposely chose this area because like we want to be close for the first year, just so like we could learn the city better. It's actually kind of funny. I I know LA to the point that like I can get around without street, uh without GPS. Yeah. Um, which is pretty cool. Um, in Atlanta I'm still not
1: there yet. Like the idea Atlanta of having though, dude, Atlanta spread out and there's so many ways to get everywhere. Well, on top of that, you have the highway system, which is
0: so well thought out where you have like, I, I think it's, you've like, the cross section yeah, right and then yeah, i believe yeah. you have more going like splitting those right
1: yeah so every and you have one you have, circling you have 85 which is the big one 285 is the circle that's where like that's the one that takes you to like tucker where lee's spot is at yeah and, like, and then it takes you all the way around to like buckhead area and then it ends up bringing you back to what they call spaghetti junction which is like the big like monstrosity thing um mm-hmm on 80 on south 85 uh but then from there you also have like 77 and you also have 95 and you also have another it's a one something i can't remember 176 maybe uh but they all like are basically x's that take you to like savannah or um jacksonville like one will take you down to jacksonville uh one will take you up to if you get on 285 and go to Marietta, that'll take you up towards like Chattanooga and towards Nashville. So that's how you kind of get to Nashville. Is that yeah. kind of way? Um, yeah, it, it really kind of makes a lot of sense though. If you know your five main highways. Cause
0: that's the thing. Like I, I didn't have that growing up in Pittsburgh. Like we have like where I live it's 79 and that 79 turns into 279, which heads into the city. Then you have, um, 79 that just stays 79 and that'll take you down to West Virginia Mm -hmm. and then um it kind of goes like west of the city a little bit um and then you have 376 which is like your east and west shindig and like that's that's it oh and you have the turnpike but nobody actually goes on the turnpike yeah yeah. stupid and so (laughs) (laughs) so like that's literally it like um so there's a lot of you know like there's this one route where like if you want to go through the north side, mm-hmm. you get onto uh it's like Westview side Bellevue area, and it's like um it's called like old old Route 19 I think or Old Perry Highway, okay. and it's funny okay. because it th- at one point in it like you'll be like sitting in rush hour traffic and the light turns green people are flying down this street it's a narrow old street with all of like the like typical like steel townhouses yeah you know yeah. with like street parking so it's super narrow people are flying down it and then there's literally a 360 degree turn on it <laughs> because it's going down like a slope like in the valley and like it's that turn real hard bro it's actually crazy and so like for me to just like hit the highway for a couple miles is like almost like silly like I, that's not something that works with my brain so it, it's been a it's been a lot of uh, a yeah.
1: Atlanta is like mostly getting on the highway or finding weird backstri- back backstrips to get uh, to places because I've been around yeah. enough just because I have a lot of friends down there and yeah. there's some ways to get from like the the Jefferson Winder area like North North Georgia like almost almost into South Carolina area. There's a way to get from that all the way into like downtown basically to the masquerade without getting on the highway um oh, wow. yeah it's crazy i don't i think it has a lot to do with like pe- taking peach tree a lot of different directions mm. um but yeah it's i mean yeah you're gonna be used to you're gonna love the like combo of being able to take the simple route of just let's get on the highway let's sit in traffic for a little while and go south or go north or whatever yeah uh, that's really the craziest part about it because
0: it's like if you're trying to go from one end of Pittsburgh to the other and like rush hour traffic, like it sucks, you know. Yeah, yeah and yeah. um you know, I mean, like I've sat I've sat in traffic in Georgia for a long time too. But as long as there's like no accidents, which is also pretty rare, like it actually moves pretty quick. Like, even whenever I've sat in bumper to bumper traffic, it still moves quicker than Pittsburgh. Like, like yeah, uh it's not that those who you know man. Pittsburgh, I was going to the studio. Mm -hmm. i ran out which is in the south hills and i live above the north hills so it's a journey and um i made the mistake of trying to take the liberty bridge um downtown um to connect through yeah and um, it was rush hour and i sat on the veterans bridge i think it's the veterans bridge sat on the veterans bridge for 45 minutes and it's like a not even a half a mile stretch it was absurd so like I oh, don't know. I'm, I'm kind of nervous, like learning everything. But it can't be as bad as Florida.
1: No, it won't be. As, it won't be as bad as. It won't be as bad. But as bad.
0: um. Oh yeah. Before we got on the traffic thing, uh, ADHD is going crazy right now. I haven't finished my coffee yet. Um, <laughs> like last year, Sony ATV opened up their own office and studio in Atlanta. Oh yeah, yeah. You were telling me about that. And, yep. Um. And so I feel
1: like something like that what was that were you applying for a a room or something like that
0: no no not not there i'm 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 trying to get into blue room um that was
1: the one you mentioned that that that
0: spot okay yeah yeah i i would i would really like to try my hand at engineering and like see how that goes but yeah i think like past few months just keep on solidifying that I should just be focusing on writing and production but. writing
1: and production dude yeah that I mean that really that's your sweet spot the best songs I've heard you do you've had a heavy hand in both of those aspects thanks man um, yeah
0: I it's kind of it's like becoming a trending thing you know so like I, I really feel like I have a sound that can uh that can be to, sure. uh, you know used and uh we'll also with-
1: give we'll also give the home studio hangout congratulations to Josh hitting his biggest goal of the year, of having potentially an artist sign—we won't say names or anything like that—but we will. He has reached the goal. I think things have been signed officially. Oh yeah, it's official. He got he got his first artist signed to a major. I didn't do it, but, but you. I, you're I, I was so, all along from the journey. <laughs> you were. You were a. a your production and songwriting made it possible along with this artist's really big drive and push for TikTok, and taking as uh, the combination of the team you being a part of that team got this artist signed to a major so heck yeah we've crossed that one off the the lifetime list bro This a so pretty sick. we kind of we kind of planned that
0: whole session on like a whim you know yeah and we got this really big song out of it and uh like as soon as as soon as he made the decision that he was going to sign, he called me up. And he was like, "Dude, we need to work again." So, once I'm settled in Atlanta, he's going to fly in for a few days, and we'll be doing sessions. Okay, okay. I'm just seeing, in, in Los Angeles. Uh, in Atlanta, he, he wants to come to Atlanta. No, he's, I mean, he's kind of he at hears, that. State.
1: Where is he at? Like, out of, okay, that's what yeah. I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: about. well, he grew up in upstate New York, so at first, Los Angeles was cool. Mm -hmm. you know it's the same thing for me first time I was in LA I was like wow I remember I remember landing in LA and then you just see the city and like yeah because like Los Angeles itself isn't big the metro area is absolutely huge it's like yeah which I found out Japan is like twice the size of Los Angeles which blows my mind but anyway so I remember like you're landing and you're looking and you're like the buildings
1: never stop yeah it's just city it's just yeah, so and funny. like and and then you yeah. can kind of see the the shoreline <laughs> yeah you see the shoreline and then the mountains
0: and it's just like i just fell in love and then like you're there long enough and you're like man i, I really like working in los angeles but i kind of hate the people and i kind of yeah. hate the place in general the mountains are great yeah. the food is great the ocean's cool i mean it's okay a, i i remember i distinctly remember watching a gang member threaten to kill somebody on uh, at Venice beach, which my mistake, I mean, everyone said, don't go to Venice beach. I went anyway, you know, it happens, but, uh, you know, so it is what it is, but, um, yeah. you know, so it's like for, uh, for him, he's like, dude, I'm always looking for excuses now to get out of LA. Like whenever he went, um, whenever he made the decision to sign, like he flew back to New York and uh, to be with family and all that stuff and then he flew back to la then he flew to new york city and then i guess he's spending more time in upstate new york because he's like he's like i just
1: i just don't just want to go much. back
0: well then on top of that he's been grinding his his little butt cheeks off and yeah. so he's been uh he's just been constantly yeah you know around people and sessions doing all kinds of crazy stuff and so i definitely definitely uh get it you know yeah. and that's like kind of like what i'm really excited about atlanta is it's so easy to get away bro and, uh, all my the friends weekend. down there they're always taking trips i mean they're yeah. they're going to uh to panama city they're which literally
1: going to the mountains tomorrow
0: yeah and or then like going this to the mountains yeah this weekend and then they're going to panama city in a couple weeks and like it's funny because they said they were going to panama city and i didn't know that panama city existed in florida yeah but I do know it's the capital of Panama. <laughs> and so I said, I said, Oh wow. Yeah. I've never left the country. And they're all like, bro, you're an idiot. I was like, hey, I'm sorry for thinking my friends were doing something way cooler than Florida.
1: Panama city beach is cool though, dude. Uh, if you've never been, hey, here, it's really cool. It, it looks really pretty. I looked up the photos and um, it's, it's probably uh, one of go. the cleanest, like East coast water places. Because yeah. It's in that curve.
0: Yeah. So it, it's, it's not in the Gulf no
1: Good. i don't think so i thought it was
0: yeah i just well no i, I was just making sure after living in saint pete i'm like I'm like yeah I, I don't i don't have any intention of going to go into gulf side of florida
1: no, i don't think it's the gulf hold on a second
0: but yeah it's sick because like you can take a short trip go to savannah you could go to Asheville. i could go see you in greenville you could go up to the smoky mountains yeah, i'm and, like
1: not that far away from you at all i like um, two hours right yeah, not even if depending on where you guys end up. At. if you're a little north of where Lee's spot is, yeah, you're like two hours from me. Yeah, I'm south. Um then you'll be like two I and a keep, half hours from me. It's not that I keep far.
0: I keep thinking we're more south than what we really are because we were staying like in the center of North Druid
1: Hills. Um and uh so Panama City there, is I, I, I Panama I City it. is like in the in the not the main part of florida but it's on the gulf but it's in the top part it's in the good part it's like if you oh, were to yeah. look at like alabama it's the part of florida that is under alabama
0: oh yeah that section
1: yeah, yeah. i heard the,
0: the I, good I, good that that area is really really pretty
1: mm-hmm. it's that's where like all of the you get a lot of like jamaican influenced life because of like the gulf aspect of it um dude that was I I literally want to take a
0: weekend trip back to St. Pete to get the burritos that I really like there and then take up all the uh the Jamaican uh food trucks.
1: Yeah, dude. I'm sure in Florida there's a ton of cool like Jamaican style food trucks and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I'm just excited. It's going to be pretty dope. Yeah. Um uh, so yeah. in that uh it's been Father's Day. I wanted to show you this. It was Father's Day on Sunday and uh Aaron bought me some stuff. So I wanna well firstly, I feel like I had to get this because obviously legend. Well, yeah, because all Dave ever does is tell stories, and I can listen to him tell stories. Exactly. But... So like, why not get an entire, why not get an entire book of Dave Grohl's stories? Yeah, exactly. So there's that, but then the good the good get you're gonna love this, you're gonna love this. Oh, let's look go. at these Full Metal Alchemist special edition, and it's like the first twelve volumes. Oh man, they and like the inside of them are like have the colored art and stuff, dude. Isn't that sick?
0: That's actually crazy.
1: Yeah, I and, love. It. Yeah, it's got the first six chapters and then like the next like five or six or something like that. Cool. I'm going to start getting these on my shelf because uh, they look so freaking cool. Uh, I just wanted yeah. to do that because it's cool and nerdy.
0: <laughs> I'm such um, a fan.
1: So in the music world, um in the realm of music uh there's been a new plugin that has been all the talk of the town lately that i wanted to talk with josh about uh we've had friends make video on it i think when it came out our group chat like exploded about it and i want to say right now at time of recording you can get it at an introductory price of 70 bucks that's what i got it at um Man, I paid it. I paid 80. Yeah, I got like 70 bucks, or maybe it's 80 bucks. I don't know, but it's like the not full $130, or $120 of what it normally is. Yeah. Uh, that's the Jason Joshua's plug-in God particle. Now God particle. God particle. Now um Josh, fill the people in on who Jason Joshua is if you don't know who he is uh he's a really good mixing engineer like incredible yeah and he's I've, really
0: yeah I, 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 you know, know, he's, he's he's up there with with uh as far as quality goes like he's like, up there with, with,
1: with the modern and like he's like well i would argue he's one of the mo- more modern greats of mixing like in the current age yeah
0: yeah um what's his yeah. what, what
1: are some what are some notable credits
0: dude i'll be honest with you i because i didn't come up in in because i didn't come up in pop i yeah. legit had no clue who he was when like our group chat was talking about him and then i looked him up because um i just never felt like you know i should really care about mm-hmm. the thing oh, i'm on his website and there's music playing uh i mean he first one on his website raven simone all right
1: <laughs> I think he's got a Michael Jackson credit Oh,
0: God, we're going to get, we're going to get f-
1: <laughs> How do I stop the music? All right, I got it. Uh, how do I stop the music? I think he's got, right. yeah, he's got a Beyonce cut. He's got... Yeah, so basically
0: everything in the 2000s, he mixed it. And he's still making a lot of big records. But literally, like, the reason why I didn't know who he was is because it was, like, really all, like, the 2000s stuff. But then, like, and then you was
1: like um, silent for a really long time, or like it wasn't as prevalent or something like that. He was
0: also working on like smaller records, like he was working with like Tyler Carter or Tyler the creator, yeah. um, Earl Sweatshirt, like all the odd future guys. Gotcha. So uh, he was working
1: with guys in the scene that you liked, you just didn't even know it. Yeah, I just didn't even
0: know it. I mean, you also really don't think of their mixes as like being anything to write home about because the production is so weird that like from a mixing standpoint, you can't like make it the super pristine, you know. Yeah, pop- yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, I legit had no clue who he was at first. And I think that that's rather hilarious. <laughs> but um, yeah, so he dropped guard particle god particle, and uh it's essentially his ozone four preset. Which you have to run through Blue Cat because Ozone 4 doesn't work anymore. Um, so it's his ozone preset with Oxford inflator at the end of it. And I bought it because everyone was like, Yo, this is sick. First time I loaded it up, I was like, Yo, this is trash. And then I started like messing around with it. Cause like I, I'm a I'm a tinkering kind of dude. Like, yeah, like newfangled yeah. elevate, dude. That's one of my favorite plugins because of yeah. how much stuff I can. Could- Change and I could really dial that plugin in to do exactly what I want it to do. And um, uh, God Particle isn't like that. It's more like a set it and forget it kind of plugin. So you have your EQ section at the front end, which is a really broad shelf with resonant dip at 5K if you're boosting. Yeah. Um, a mid bump at like five to 600 and then a low bump. So the idea behind like, uh, this,
1: Nick from previous episode mastering engineer de lorenzo did i sent you that video i think but he did a full video on like showing what harmonically it's adding and like a deep dive on the eqs uh is like exactly like where they're at and then like what kind of multiband it's doing and like where it's really trying to push it's a lot of mid-focus stuff i'm noticing
0: yeah, well, that, that's uh, that's like a whole conversation in itself about being more mid-focused. But uh, yeah, so then it has the EQ that goes into the multi-band compressor and then you have a giant amount knob, which first I couldn't figure out what it was doing. I,
1: If I'm correct, it would be parallel compression, right? So I think it's doing, a. there's some saturation built into the knob as well, I believe. I think it's like, I think so I think Nick said it is a it's an odd numbered frequency harmonic exciter. so it's doing it at like the th- the ones threes five, sevens, that kind of range nines kind of range um, which is interesting because a lot of those areas tend to be the weird areas honestly. like if you think of like 1k, right Kind of a weirder area 3k generally kind of a weirder area 7k very big harsh area and like same with like 9k right um and then kind of going down in the hundreds in the same uh so i think it's saturating from what i can tell it's saturating those areas to kind of fix some harshness issues from a bus perspective
0: yeah definitely and so because like I couldn't figure out what it was, and then I found out it's like technically a multi band. So if it's adding in harmonics with that knob, then it yeah. would make sense why I couldn't figure I out what it was.
1: I think it's harmonics and the multiband at the same time. I just don't remember exactly like how much it's leaning. It's pretty hefty on the harmonic saturation, though, for what I can tell.
0: Yeah. So what he would do for the saturation is he would just have one band running on the ozone exciter, and I think it was set on triode. And then, um,
1: makes sense why it would be the, the odd numbered sequence,
0: yeah. And then the, the multi band was at I think it was at 160 was the okay. first cutoff point, like the crossover point. Mm-hmm. The second crossover point was either at two and a half K or five K, I can't remember. So it's literally just his ozone four preset, followed by Oxford inflator, which is the limiter on it. And uh, they just kind of modded the codes. And then that way it handles low end better. And I really like it. I never liked Oxford inflator just because like, I don't like doing a lot of limiting. The only time I limit right now is on uh, foibles, and then on um, uh, like the very last stage of my master. But the thing is, is I get all of my volume from clippers and from good math. And then I put the limiter on it as like a true limiter where I just want to make sure I'm not, you know, clipping yeah. too yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. You know?
1: yeah. I think so. Like
0: I, I don't get any of my volume from limiters. So typically I just leave the limiter off on it, but I love the EQ because it kind of helps me fix things that I, uh, like I, I, do a lot of subtractive EQ, um, in the, uh, in oh, the-
1: so there's another thing that that big knob is doing, um, so there's a big high shelf because you know they're talking about like there's like that, um, the Jason Joshua like shelf like idea. Which, for those that don't know, it's the idea of taking a low band. He really likes using a lot of shelves rather than like filters, he likes using shelves to like mitigate high end or low end. So, he's the opposite of Tame. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's literally the opposite. It's really funny, and so the low end, he he tends to do a low end shelf, I think starting at like kind of high up, from what I remember, it was like four or five hundred, from what I remember, uh, but it was like just kind of to taste. So this plugin has a has a high shelf built into it, starting at like one sixty, going yeah. all the way across. And then he does, he has a, so that's a like a high resonance shelf. And then he's got a low, di, a low, or sorry, a, another high shelf, but dropping starting at 2.5 K. Yeah. Look. Wow yeah. that's crazy I got the crossovers right you did so it's like wow. 160 up and then at 2.5 k there's another one that dips down and that like balances out the top end yeah 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 that makes sense but it bump thing yeah that's typically the kind
0: of stuff that I do now so the thing about the mid bump thing is uh everybody tends to focus on their low end and the high end, which is why, in my opinion, most mixes are bad.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so if you look at like the best mixers, they're on mid-forward monitors for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like one of my favorites is Baines. He's, he's running Amphions. Yeah, um, I've, been, I've been a fan Tame, of him. Tame was always on ATCs. And now he's running them side-by-side with X Machinas. Mm-hmm. Jason was on ATCs. Uh, Josh ones on ATCs. Like all of my favorite mixers are on some sort of mid forward speaker. Yeah. So I noticed my mixes like, like when I got my focal shapes, like my mixes leveled up overnight, they still weren't where I wanted them to be. So I changed the EQ on them. So I have less low end and less high end, less distortion all around. And now I have a lot more mid clarity. I'm able to kind of take like more of a mid forward approach.
1: Interesting. Um, Interesting.
0: And so I find, like, whenever you're able to sort out your mids, everything else will sit a lot easier. And I noticed before what I was doing is I would just do a lot of reduction at, like, 2 to 3K across everything, and then I would I would have a hole in my mix. But now that I'm able to hear that, I don't have to make vocals super bright because there's nothing covering them up. Um, I don't have to, like, ruin my low end because there's nothing clouding it up. Like everything becomes a lot more clear whenever you have like more of a mid-forward approach. And so what I love about God Particle in particular is I always mix with my 808s very distorted. Mm -hmm. Like not just 808 subs in general. All my subs, very distorted. And then I high pass them up to like between 25 and 35. And I do that because on most systems you're not going to be able to hear 20 hertz nor do you want to hear 20 hertz and that's eating up
1: all of your headroom Mm -hmm. and so even if you go below that too that even though you can't hear below 20 it does still exist uh it's just not recreatable but it it is can be read by plugins so that still also eats up headroom
0: yeah exactly and so um God particle automatically kind of forces everything into place. So what I do for all my demos now is I just use guard. Yeah. Guard particle. <laughs> That's all my brain wants to say. I just, I just use God particle now for all my demos because then I don't have to fiddle with my 808s. I, as I much.
1: feel like if you're not a mixing engineer, and you're just a producer or a songwriter like this is the game changing plugin for you as far as yeah. like, having more pro bounces having more pro demo bounces for your beats and production i'll be honest in a way it kind of
0: does it kind of like okay like i'm not one of the dudes that's like like in love with this plugin i like the plugin i, I like it great. a lot i think great plugin yeah. um the fact that it's so limiting as far as like customization goes is like the biggest downfall for me so for me in a way it it doesn't even feel like fgx because like oh that's another thing i could scream about for a while but <laughs> right now yeah. um like it kind of has like that gain reduction vibe like from jst yeah you know and i really don't like that a lot like i i just don't like that um but well, what I will say is that if you take off the limiter, you barely have that amount going. Mm-hmm. And then you just use like that EQ. Mm-hmm. That EQ is so good, dude.
1: And, and the multiband in it is really nice. It the is multi-band. nice. I just,
0: don't, I just don't like compressing on my master bus. Which oh, you is
1: compress on the way. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't what you got to do you, for that you, is just turn your input down so it doesn't hit the multiband like at all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's um because the other thing about this plugin that's interesting is it has like a sweet spot meter from what I is that what that that's what that looks like it is at least. It's like this is like the optimal range to feed this plugin. Which is interesting to me that that's not on more plugins, I guess. Um like a like a suggested starting point at least. Yeah, obviously you can do whatever you want with whatever you want but like it would be really interesting i think to start seeing that on other plugins right like if you want to use it for the way that it's meant to be here's like a rough estimate of maybe like where you should be feeding it as far as gain coming on the way in but then also just do whatever you want to with it
0: yeah yeah i i i could definitely agree with that it's um yeah, it's dope. I love it. Like I said, like I spent a lot of time getting my master chained out in right because I felt like mastering was my biggest weakness. Mm-hmm. And so what I ended up doing is I would run what would I run? So I would run um, the Lindell 80 bus, which is a 80s, like a Neve 80 series line amp. Um that would just kind of be giving it some of like that low mids that we all love and um from neve and then that would then go into uh the amec eq the gml
1: Mm -hmm.
0: one then i would do weiss de just barely hitting like the really harsh stuff um sometimes i would use spectral shaper
1: i use sooth for that basically yeah i I,
0: i'm anti-sooth and then um and then after that i would use uh just like good math, which still isn't out yet. And then um, elevate. And then that kind of morphed into a combination of different things. Yeah. I was also using ozone for a really long time, basically to do what God Particle is doing now. And I still have my ozone preset that I use um, pretty often. And that's just kind of like a starting point for the master. And then from there, it's you know everything else. But God Particle is sick because... I'm able to like use it on a demo. And then whenever I go to like mix it completely, like it still is going to sound similar. It's just I'm like my final mix is going to have way more transients in it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think as a starting point, it's a really, really good place to be. I'm going to let it live on my master bus for a little bit, I think. Um, so a normal general master bus is I have an EQ preset that I got from Lee um that i've been using and that's kind of i've used that on about i want to say four or five mixes in the past like month and i really like it it Bro, gets, me, gets me really it gets me a little bit further
0: i need to send you my ozone presets for mastering and vocals
1: yeah I, you send me one i don't remember which one you sent me
0: it would have been the vocal one.
1: Thank you so We should stuff. probably
0: we should probably put those in the show notes, so if anybody wants them, they could download yeah. these. Dude, we'll drop. Them. Surely,
1: be more than happy
0: to drop the Pro Q preset.
1: Yeah, one hundred. Oh uh, yeah, I'll I'll text them just to double check, but um, I'll I'll make like a Dropbox folder and just put it in the show notes for this episode. And if you guys want to grab anything, it'll just be like an open Dropbox folder. You guys can just download everything. Um, yeah,
0: because the um, like. I remember a while back, I was listening to songs, and I was like, man, these vocals just, they were insane. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I went through, like, just as many changes with my vocal chain as I have with my mastering chain Mm -hmm. over the past, you know, six months or so. Yeah. And uh, I watched John Costelli mix this song. It's a T-Shine song. And first thing he did was put T-Rex Clipper just like maxed it out it sounded terrible in my opinion i don't like super bright vocals and they had like a ton of like mm-hmm. mosquito frequencies you know yep. And i was yep. like not for me but i'm gonna try that and so
1: i do that with standard clip now
0: yeah and so what i did after trying a bunch of different things
1: yeah,
0: what i landed on was ozone nine maximizer on the third algorithm on clipping
1: okay i've not ever thought about um, that that's a good idea yeah and so because that, that maximizer is really clean but like doesn't introduce a bunch of extra stuff yeah and
0: so what i do now it it's depends on what kind of source material I'm getting. My Luit sounds so good and I think as the tube is like still breaking in, I'm now at a point where this with this microphone where I can run like I, I use the UAD Neve 1073 and then um, I can run it in the virtual mix rack where I'm just doing CSEQ um, for filtering. Um, I do a 2K reduction and then a 400 or a 600 reduction, which kind of brings out the mids a little bit more. Mm. And then I peak at 10K just to kind of give it that, like a similar like C800, 251 kind of curve. Yeah. And um, heavy filtering, low and highs that, that goes into custom opto mm. on the pop vocal setting, but then I modified it to be closer to Josh Goodwin's settings for a CO1B. And I hit, like, 3 to 6 dB on that, and, like, my vocals are, like, 90% of the way done. So, if I'm using my microphone, that's sick. Yeah. But then I also designed this new preset around this microphone because it can get very 2 and sometimes you don't want that. Mm-hmm. And so, this preset is cool because you're able to really dial in the kind of saturation you're getting. I don't have any EQs loaded up on it, but I will sometimes filter with the Ozone EQs. Um, so I believe the preset that I sent you it starts with uh, Ozone Exciter.
1: Okay. Then when that goes your vocal into one?
0: yeah for the vocal chain, which my mastering chain also starts with Ozone Exciter. Yeah. Um, so it'll go Exciter then it goes into dynamics and now my dynamics are set in a similar way to a CL1B where I'm clamping down on the low end and I'm allowing uh, more headroom on the high end. So I'm not squishing the high end of the vocal. The biggest problem with a lot of people's vocal chains is um, like there's this huge thing where it's like, Oh, you need to have a C800 or or a 251 going into a 1073 into a CL1B. Yeah. Now, if we look at that from the outside, that's all fine and dandy. Not everybody has twenty thousand dollars to spend on that, and also not everybody's voice is suitable for that combo. That's what I was just about to say. I have an awful voice. I sound terrible on every single bright microphone that I've ever sang into. Like even like uh, Lee's real big on the Townsend. I was just down there Sunday tracking a song. Yeah, and I'm cutting it on the Townsend. And I sound horrendous on almost all those mic models besides the U87 ones and the yeah. 60s. And um,
1: the, darkest, like, the darker ones that are on that section, yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's like then, like, the whole reason behind the 1073 is because it's a little bit mid-forward, so it cuts down some of the high-end and some of the low-end, and then you go into the CL-1B, which doesn't compress the pristine high-end of those mics. Yeah. And so... It's pretty easy to recreate that. You're not going to have it be exactly the same, Obviously. but if if you're processing your low mids and your mid range to the point where they're a little bit more planted, and then you're, you have a more dynamic high end, then you're going to get a pretty similar, you know, sounding vocal. Yeah, I mean, that's the you also mic. have a more redundant rig where like I can use this mic on anybody in the world and it'll never sound bad. You know,
1: mm-hmm. no, that makes sense. Um, so. Yeah, let me. F- I'll, I'll finish what I was saying. The so it's the Sorry. no, you're good. The preset on the um on my EQ uh is one that Lee sent that's based on his uh an outboard piece of outboard gear that Lee has. Is it the yeah. uh,
0: it's the it's a Pultex style Pultec EQ. like
1: EQ, yeah. Um, I knew it was a Pultex style, I just didn't know what it was called. I'll have to ask him, but.
0: I don't know who um, makes it. It's either Tegler or it's. Um,
1: I don't remember. But don't anyway, know. anyway, it's a Pultec style EQ. So he sent me that. I use that and kind of like get it to taste based on where my mix is kind of going into it. And then um, I'm hitting a light standard clip. And then it's going into thermal on the basic setting that thermal comes with which is just like one distortion on and I'm basically just using it as saturation somewhere between 11 and 17%. Are you on the the soft shaper mode? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Nice. It's a good it's a good little thing especially like- you just take the low end band and you pull it all the way up to like 2 or 300 and only let it affect like that area. And it doesn't it something- carry all the way up the spectrum. That's what I
0: do with Exciter on my masters. I, exactly. I set it at one hundred and sixty or lower, and then it it'll smooth out the low and- end, and it also it blends it into the mid range
1: exactly. It- so I'm doing a very similar thing with Thermal, and what it also does is it kind of makes it makes drums it makes the transients on drums pop a little bit more for me and it also makes vocals sit a little bit further, like forward in the mix, but it still makes it feel like it's not jumping out at you. It's like in the mix still. Um, Bro, thermal is great. Like it's so a good. lot of people write thermal off because of how, um,
0: how Crazy the UI looks. <laughs> well not only that but how crazy that plugin is like i use thermal for like all of my crazy effects Mm -hmm. but then like it's so workable that like you could use it on heavy vocals i loved using it on heavy vocals i I did use it on On anything
1: last month you could
0: literally use it on anything and like sure you could probably get saturn for most of those applications but like i never even bought saturn because between the ozone exciter and then thermal it's just like
1: thermal is cheaper then mm-hmm. saturn why would i buy saturn when i can get thermal f- on sale most of the time for like 80 bucks or 120 yep. bucks why would i pay two almost 200 for saturn
0: yep plus then you also have a creative effect too if you're producing you exactly. know the next tool, the production tool i'd rather have both mm-hmm. and like learn it really really well you know
1: like i don't know I, i'm just not There's a lot of cool automation stuff because of the macro options that you get. Also the X and Y macro options that you get in thermal, um, which makes it a lot easier for people like me and you are doing a lot of crazy production choices. You can find some crazy stuff and then just map the macros to automation and just go wild with it. And you can make cool sounds. That's what I do. So like all of like my crazy, like drum effects that I've been
0: doing lately, Mm -hmm. it's always like in order for me to get the same results I would have to use like two different distortions, a filter, maybe two filters, Mm -hmm. and then uh, automated delays and reverbs, and sometimes a chorus, I'll swap one out, and... Thermal lets me do all that because each exactly. band you're allowed to put an effect on that distortion band. Then you also have the master effects, which then have their own envelopes that
1: you can link to them. And it's just like it just makes so much it, more. Sense. It's almost like it's all. It's kind of like having Massive, but is only a distortion plugin. I was just about to say
0: that. I was like, I, I, I was going to say it's it's exactly like having Serum. But without the synth.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's basically having like massive or silent or serum or vital, but like not a synth. It's only an effects processor plugin and pretty much only a distortion processor plugin. Um, oh, dude, speaking of uh, synthesizers, do you have all of the slate expansions for Anna? Do I? Uh I don't think so. Hold on a second. I don't, have, get it. I, don't have, I don't have I don't have the slate subscription. Actually, no, I take that back. I had to get the Slate subscription for, um, so we're working on this new Harm record and the guy we tracked drums with uses the Slate stuff for like his tracking template. And I really liked what he did when we tracked. And he was like, well, I don't want to go through and print 12 songs of drums when I'm just going to give you the sessions now. And I was like, I'll just get the Slate subscription for like a month or two for free and then edit all my drums and then print them then as I'm going through them instead of having yeah. to freaking have you do all that. It's not a big deal. Uh, so I have so, it right now. Okay. First of all, you need to keep it.
0: Um, second of all, Let's see all of their drum samples that you get with the subscription... Insane. They have like the best seven hundred seven and nine hundred nine kits that I've ever heard. Um, and they have a limb drum kit that actually sounds like limb drums, which is like really that's hard to find.
1: Nice. Yeah, that's that's nice. The
0: the hip hop kit, crazy. It's like, like the sounds in it are like, just I I know that if I am away from my rig and someone doesn't have drum samples I like, I could just go to the Slate site and download it. I actually have them all uploaded to Dropbox so I could quickly download the sample pack and use That's them. Awesome. The 808s, the Atlanta 808 is fire. It's massive. I love I got, it. I got one, then, one of
1: them. Uh, who was it? Hold on a second. I can tell you. I'm looking through my my sample library right now. Um, I got the oh i'm also gonna just as a side note while i'm looking for these i'm gonna drop that sample pack that greg made for us i don't know if you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. of uh all the base whoops and all that kind of stuff i'm just gonna drop that in that uh dropbox folder as well yeah for anybody um, who's into, yeah. for anybody who's into that kind of stuff or just want some cool samples greg made yeah. some dope samples that uh are very unique the murder beats pack the the slate murder samples um oh yeah i don't think i have really it. good dude uh, his last his last splice kit is really nice yeah yeah these are like a bunch of different these aren't these are different genres too it's like not just hip-hop it's like every because he works in like i think he works in like some edm stuff and he also do does like uh like some vintage work and then more modern hip-hop stuff and i think he might do some like reggaeton or something like that um it's like a bunch of different types of samples all in this one pack and i've used i've used uh i think literally for a commission that somebody got me to do i used almost only his beat his drums from that pack yeah i uh
0: dude i have um I have all the Monte booker samples, and so I'll use those. I use my own drum samples, the ones that I made, the birdseed. Yeah. And then I have um, the Cruels stuff from Splice. Yeah. and Those are like my three go-to packs, and then I just downloaded a bunch of Cymatic stuff. I'll use some of that. I'll use the Slate stuff now. And so it's getting to the point where I'm using so many different packs. I'm about to just make click a favorites folder and just like,
1: bro, that's what I do in Ableton. That's it's great. I love it. I have like a favorites folder of sample, sample drum stuff. And I put like whole packs in there now Mm -hmm. instead of just like individual samples. I have a, there's a pack that I got off of splice that is based on like 40 drum sample stuff. So like anything from Toronto, really that whole, like, very sheeny, dark, moody kind of stuff um, that's also hip-hop, uh, that whole pack just lives in there now because I started pulling snares and hats from there so much for a bunch of different genres. Um, I also- need to... um all of the
0: stuff that Boy Wanda has on Splice is also really good. And I haven't, like, I don't use the Splice app anymore. I just use the file browser and Keybase. And I forgot to make a folder for those. Yeah. So I need to do that yeah. because stuff is really good.
1: Let's talk, let's talk about real quick before we call it, because this will probably be the last thing we talk about. We did some catch up. We talked about the God particle. Oh, and the end of my master bus, by the way, after thermal is just God particle. I'm actually just, Instead of doing it in the preferred area, I'm actually crushing it into God Particle. Um, and it's and it's just using it to control my mid-range and low end. That's pretty much it. Um, and using the limiter because it's decent and kind of to taste. Um, and it's working pretty well, actually. I'm using it in a weird way, and I think it sounds pretty good. Um, so I'm going to let it live on there for probably another couple weeks, and we'll see how that lasts So keep you updated on that um let's talk about cymatics real quick and how dope their stuff is because i'm a recent convert to cymatics uh, and like so i found out about them because of this producer eldre who does a lot of uh, lo-fi stuff right i found him on youtube i was looking up like i got a commission to do some lo-fi stuff probably a year and a half ago something like that and i had never really gotten into like real lo-fi so i was like looking up some people that did some stuff and he recommended that stuff in one of his videos and i was like oh that's cool bro they have so much free stuff that they do i downloaded all their good it's so good bro it's especially funny
0: that there's like so many songs that came out of those packs like uh i was going through the other day and i was like yo. Man, this sounds a lot like miss the rage. And so I reversed the sample and it was miss
1: Miss the rage. Yeah. I
0: was like, oh, I'm about to do something with this. And so there's a whole TikTok like a like a like a viral TikTok uh, yeah. you know quest with that one that'll happen with one of the artists <laughs> that I work with.
1: But for real, like all of those packs, if honestly, if you are just getting into production, go to Cymatics website, I think it's cymatics.fm or something like that. You can get one, you get the Diablo Light, which is a really cool like distortion plug-in um, for free. That's great. You get the, a light version of one of their reverbs that is like really, really clean, almost like Valhalla vintage kind of in that kind of vein, uh, but it's free. Uh, not necessarily the exact same, very dialed back as far as what you can actually do with it but it's really good. And then the amount of sample packs that you get, bro, you could start a career on those free sample packs. 100%. No, you
0: you actually could. And it's the same thing with the slate stuff. You could literally do the same thing with that. Like there's so many dope resources now. And um, it's also kind of like my quest is always to find the best sounding, least processed um samples because I want to be able to, make them work for anything like that way it's just a little bit more diverse you know and uh that's been the dopest thing about it cuz it's like they're just basic sounds and then like what i did for like my custom pack is i just went through all the basic like ableton samples that they come with like all the 808s and um 707s and stuff mm-hmm. like that and then i just edited them and processed them and then i to how i would use them and then i rendered them out and now i have a whole folder of you know drum samples that are like sounds that i reach for whenever i'm doing either hip-hop like hyper pop
1: that are like josh
0: yeah and so now the next quest is to do the same thing but for pop and then like the pop rock crossover stuff
1: my 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 next goal i think is going to be making like an effects pack um just kind of a broad effects pack uh, because I do so much random post-production. Dude, that's like a huge thing for me.
0: Why? Okay, I think every producer can agree on this. Risers, downlifters, and open hi-hats are the hardest good samples to find.
1: Bro, Open hi-hats all sound terrible. I have found maybe five that every I like. Time, dude, every time I'm like, I just want a
0: 707... an 808 just like the typical you know what i mean
1: can't find them it's a little offbeat thing yeah and it not in the way of anything yeah it's impossible there's
0: there's there's actually one on splice there's a single one
1: (laughs) one single one and there's and there's a lot of like you say like uh like risers a lot of them are too aggressive um or they're like too short like you want them to or they're way too long yeah or the or yeah or they're like a minute long um yeah I'm, i don't know like it's it's one of those things where i think i can i'm probably gonna go in and make like a bunch of appropriate samples effect samples like risers and impacts and stuff that's the thing bro they all sound like they also they all open hi hats sound like they're about to explode on me that that one that yeah, one perfect. that's, that's perfect. the good stuff
0: okay that's, really <laughs> that's from the boy wanda pack it's okay. uh b-o-i-1-d-a underscore open underscore hi-hat underscore zero four dot actually might have that one. that is the only good open hi-hat on splice <laughs> the i swear to god only good open hi-hat I don't have my hard drive connected right now, but I could go through like my entire open hat library and I every single time I'm like, I hate all of these.
1: Yeah. How do I even keep them? I don't know. Do I have the boy wonder pack? I'm pretty sure I do. I thought I got it off of your recommendation. Bro, it's really good. I mean, good. once
0: again, like, bro, all of these, like all the boy wonder packs, all the yeah, beats packs, like all of this stuff, it's literally just variations of that same like lex luger kit that dropped in like oh three or whatever basically it's like it's like none of it matters i've actually i wonder if i can find that i I wonder if i can find it i think
1: is it from splice i don't know if it's from splice or if i got it from somebody yeah because i I definitely don't want the splice one um so i have a lex luger kit from splice splice that's different soundpacks.com is Is that it what is
0: this? <laughs> a bunch of scary ads with downloads on it. Oh, free downloads. This sounds like it's going to give my computer a virus. Yeah. Um, about that. <laughs> no, like, I, you know what? I guarantee you that they have like the CD sets on eBay. Cause I'm oh, going I'm sure.
1: to. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I think I, I'm really, I've really been impressed by the, by the cymatic stuff in general. I think if you are just getting started and you had the Slate subscription and uh, all the free Cymatic... honestly don't even not even the Slate subscription. If you had a Daw and the Cymatic stuff, you'd be fine.
0: No, you should get the Slate subscription because of but, Anna. Yes,
1: I swear to God, I was dude. Gonna say, if you if you wanted to go that next step further and start getting into synth and stuff definitely get the slate subscription because anna has been a huge game changer for me dude anna like the new packs in it some of them sound like they came out
0: of omnisphere really yeah like I, i'm just like completely blown away like the only thing on my list right now for purchase is omnisphere it's the only thing it's the only thing i want and like this kind of like filled a little bit of that hole in my heart it, it, they sound so good dude I'm going to have to... I'm going
1: to go find that because I'm, I'm literally on there.
0: Yeah, you actually have to, like, install them through the Slate Hub. Through the Slate Installer? Gotcha. Yeah, that'll, that'll do it for you. That, yeah, that... And they just added that 902DSer to the VMR, and that's been cool. Because now I, I have... I have my... um CSEQ, Custom Opto, and 902 all in there, and that's the yeah. first thing that loads up. And that's what I use most, you know? Yeah. And so... I'll just like, like on a, like I could get like an SM7B recording and I load up my Ozone preset and then I load up my VMR preset and like the vocals 90% of the way done. And then I just put either Pro L or a clipper at the end of all of it. And there you go. And now it's like 95% of the way done. And then I just mess with the settings and then it's like yeah.
1: cool. To you tweak to being, yeah, tweak to taste. Um, So lastly, very last thing, and then we're going to, call this an episode is since Josh is moving um, so it is June the 21st on time of recording um, if we are we are probably I mean we may do a couple episodes between now and the time that Josh actually moves um, I don't want to say yes for sure because our schedules be busy and it's also getting into summer like vacation time so i don't know what be happening uh josh um, you, I, know? you know what? what you're moving for sure well that's yeah. the thing
0: or the nearest moving date like the furthest moving date that we could get for the unit that we're interested in is july 5th so we're applying for that tonight and
1: we're not actually gonna be able to move on july 5th but you'll have the spot uh, on yeah july. like it's like mid-july yeah mid to mid to, i expected mid to late july maybe beginning of yeah. august um, yeah, that's what we've been doing, everybody so what's exciting about this is josh is going to be really close which means in-person podcasts and now
0: we have to start doing premium episodes right we do you know the bonus episode thing we're gonna have to start doing it now Because someone has to pay for my gas.
1: Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, somebody, we got to set up a Patreon. We can finally have a place for all of our sound packs and free stuff to go. Like, well, yeah, we'll have to figure that out as we're going. But yeah, we're going to, I think the goal is to have me and Josh shift over to um, regularly scheduled in-person podcasts. I'm hoping starting in August same we will call that season two <laughs> yeah that'll be season two yeah all of our stuff will change except for Let's our see. branding oh yeah we, we should probably talk about that
0: so like we had this whole idea of doing like a complete format change where we just talk about things in audio whether it's like news gear kind of like um, what we did today kind of like yeah, how today was. Today. Because like we both have ADHD and we really like those things, and we're not trying to be uh, educators. And like we talked about all the things that we could possibly talk about for new people. So yeah. like if you do and you still don't know how to do the thing, even though you listen to all of our other episodes, that's on you, bro. Well, I don't know how you. <laughs> that's go, on you. I go, don't know. <laughs> go to like
1: masterclass.com or something like that. I don't okay. care. I'm making YouTube videos now more geared towards beginners. I felt like our first basically season of episodes was cool interviews we got to do combined with like really educational stuff. But now I'm like taking what we talked, basically a lot of what we talked about and I'm making like good 20 more concise versions of our podcasts, basically. That's kind of what I'm doing on my YouTube channel now is I have like, here's how you set up your, your Ableton And I'm doing a lot of it with Ableton because a lot of people are getting into Ableton. Um, I started making Cubase videos because my my homie Danny, he bought Cubase and he was like, bro, like
0: I see all these like rock guys are using it. I want to start working on rock. I want to see what all the hype is about. And I'm like, trust me. He's like, bro, I can't do anything. Please help me. And I was like, well, there's only so much I could do over Zoom. So I just started making like quick videos. I'm like, all right. Today I'm going to make a beat, and I'm just going to talk about everything that I did. And like the cool part about Cubase, it's not really about learning cute Q- Like a lot of people get bugged out because like, oh, I have to learn Cubase. No, you don't. You have to make Cubase learn how you work. Yeah, and it's so much easier and it's so much faster. And so like, yeah. I started showing him everything, and he was like, oh my god, like you should like start uploading these. So I might. I did a I did a yeah. vocal yeah. tracking 100%. one in comping. Cause the biggest thing about pro tools is like the comping workflow is actually really, really good. It's
1: great. It sucks.
0: There's, there's no built-in tuning. There's no built-in audio alignment. So then you have to use audio suite and like, Oh, yeah. but, um, so I like showed him like my process for that. Cause like Cubase added all this stuff in it. So it's extremely usable. Um, showed him how I program things, show him how I have my hot key set up, show him how I have my session set up, how other people set up their sessions, blah, 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 yeah. blah. And it's just like, this is, Like three, the reason why I use Cubase is because Cubase works the exact way that I want it to, Mm. you know? And, um, that was something I started talking about with Seth is like how, like what we have mapped to different keys and like macros that we create and stuff like that and sharing them to give each other different ideas. Yeah. So maybe, uh,
1: maybe we'll have
0: have like a Cubase special. That'd be kind of
1: cool. That would be dope. I would honestly love to get you and Seth on, or you and Leon to just nerd out about Cubase. Bro, we could probably get Neely and Seth all nerding out about Cubase. Exactly. And I'll just stand there being like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, they're going to be watching us
0: work and being like, wow, they're so much faster.
1: Yeah, the, um, the, uh, yeah I'm, doing, I'm doing some intro videos on Ableton. Um, I did a setting up like all your stuff, all the technical aspects of it. I did like making music like the basic, like dragon and samples, you know, the basics of editing sample manipulation stuff in Ableton, which is pretty easy. And then like MIDI stuff. And I played some guitar and bass and like showed that workflow. And then I just recorded a video today on like basic mixing practices. So like our, our, um, general, uh, like EQ and compression kind of videos, Um, kind of talked about that side chaining stuff like that, how to do a bunch of stuff in, in Ableton. Um, so yeah, and I'm actually hoping to, so I have a copy of FL studio from a friend and then I need to get a copy of Cubase and I want to, I want to blind try to produce a song in each of those, make a video Um, blind producing for the first time. I just
0: downloaded FL because like Danny had me inspired. You
1: know,
0: other gods just so you could do more things. I downloaded F.O. I actually took the time to watch videos on how to use it this time. All right. This is my fourth time trying to use F.O. First two times didn't really care. Third time I was like, all right, I should watch some videos. Didn't go over well. Fourth time. I like watch some videos, dude. Yeah, I was in following things step by step. And like the idea that you have to make a pattern to then click in where the pattern goes actually makes me want to drown myself in my toilet i will never use fl that is the worst program in the world and whoever decided that that was the go-to daw for hip-hop producers is absolutely wrong and they should feel bad about it
1: yeah i don't understand it but i'm gonna uh i'm gonna try i'm gonna try it and i'm gonna try cubase um and i'm gonna try producing i haven't produced in pro tools in probably seven years <laughs> Um, no no I'm out I'm out so I'm going to try I'm going to try a video of me doing that too. Um and then I'll and then I'll have like a cool like set of videos, you know, showing the difference of somebody brand new basically like going into those um and if I can figure it out brand new, I'm sure you can I'm sure you can figure it out. Well
0: that's that's the biggest thing too dude. Like I I watch as many videos as I can of like people that I look up to. And it's always shocks me how slow they all are. And it's yeah, not because dude. they don't know what they're doing. It's because Pro Tools is actually just set up to be extremely slow. The fact that you Especially can't customize hot keys in there. Well, they just made it so you could customize hotkeys, but I'm sure it probably doesn't work the same way that Cubase does. And Cubase, I noticed I was doing this thing, right? I would render in place, which is um, Cubase's way of just rendering your channel into audio. Mm -hmm. Now, Cubase mutes that previous event, so it won't play. But then I would disable the track, and then I would hide the track. Yeah. Or I would just delete the track. But hiding it is nice. That way, you know, I can recall it if I needed it later on. So I decided to make a macro one day. So now if I hit Shift-S, it's going to render in place, mute the event, disable the track and then hide the track that's a lot by a a one thing yeah and then um i have just render in place map to shift r so i can do that um there's this one thing where if you highlight a bunch of tracks if you right click on them in project view you won't see the option but if you go to the mixer then you can um make a group track for those tracks, groups or buses in Cubase.
1: Gotcha. Um, gotcha.
0: Same, same. To so, like yeah. So I was able to map that to a hot key. So if I press F, then it'll just make a new track and already have the routing set up for it. Um, I have E set up to load up the channel in Cubase. I, I don't use the mixer. I, I don't use the mixer anymore um, because I have everything set up just so it's super fast when I'm not tracking Vocals. I have it set up so if I click on an event, it selects that track. So if I see a piece of audio where I know that that's where the sound is coming from, instead of going over to the left side of my screen, I could just click and then press E, and it'll bring up my channel settings.
1: That's really cool. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't think Pro Tools is <laughs> quite quite there yet because there's some functionality they just don't have. But like I said, I feel like I feel like I'm gonna back to the the overarching point. The podcast is going to change a lot uh and by a lot i mean we're still going to talk about audio stuff it's going to be more a little more geared towards like still conversational stuff about what we're what's going on in our lives and kind of like our trajectory you know as it is but then also like stuff we find interesting that's kind of happening um whenever stuff happens with like the writer's union and like when Ross Golan kind of starts talking about that a little bit, some more, um, I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Whenever we kind of, whenever that kind of comes across, you know, things like that. Uh, Maybe when the grant, when the Grammys happen, we talk about like, you know, who got a Grammy, what we think about it. We just do some, you know, general reactions to events and new stuff and news and new plug. Oh, dude.
0: And, crap like that. Biggest thing I'm excited for, dude,
1: I all right. Biggest thing I'm excited for, MPC keyboard. MPC keyboard. Oh, dude, I've heard I've heard rumblings of this. Yeah, dude,
0: it's not even like official yet, unless if it was
1: just announced within I don't the past think, couple I don't days. think it's been announced
0: that I know of. Dude, Scott Storch is the new one, and i want one so bad but like yeah there a leak just one of the packaging and a new leak came out that said it's going to be priced at 1899 usd which is less money than an mpcx bro that's sick yeah i'm or like 600 bucks i'm buying one i swear yeah, to god, god i'm moving get my new room set up buying an mpc
1: keyboard <laughs> that's tight well um i think josh's excitement (laughs) is is a good place to end about this new MPC keyboard no josh is going to talk about it for an hour no that's okay i'm I'm good to go baby it's only five o'clock i'm not even awake yet mentally shot we've been going for like an hour and a half (laughs) um the uh yeah josh is moving i'm excited about in-person podcasts um maybe we'll do a couple more of these uh online ones before like before you move you know if there's just stuff that we want to talk about but i'm not mm-hmm. keeping it i'm not trying to make it like a big stressful like weekly thing until we get you in and settled and then we kind of figure out what doing in person looks like yep uh and yeah i'm you know, excited for that stuff oh. um but yeah dude hey thanks for chatting of course uh, it. we'll Listen see it. you later see you later